0: Previously on on Theatre of the World. Well, the international podcast ratings are in and we're number one in the world again. International
1: podcast ratings? That doesn't sound like a real thing. Well, it is. Here, see for
0: yourself. You're not holding anything. I'm gesturing. At what? At our complete and absolute lack of failure.
2: Right. Guys... Just because we're complete and absolute top of the world podcast ratings doesn't mean we should become complacent. I have a new idea. We should replace James with a new character I've called, Barry, the not very observational comedian. He would say things like, have you ever noticed how people end up looking just like their pets? I haven't because I'm not very observant. Yeah, it sounds good,
1: but I'm I'm not very good at playing characters. That's why Mark will be playing it. Cool. Then what will... I be doing. Mark and I will be replacing you with this. You're not holding anything. He's gesturing. At what? At our complete and absolute lack of you.
2: The world is falling
0: Man Bites God presents...
3: Theater, Theater, of, of the, the world. world. You think this is exaggeration, This time has no,
1: Well, that music has brought us to a special place and that would be the introductory part of this podcast. Welcome to Theatre of the World. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And what we do on every episode of Theatre of the World is we take a word and we make that word a, a son. And that's and then it, we revolve around that sun uh, like a, with a U, sun with a U. I was going to say. <laughs> Not with an O. Yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, so we, we take the word and we make it an amazing word and we talk about that word and we use that word as the basis to tell stories or sing songs or write poetry or do prepared pieces and uh, it all comes down to the word. So you'd probably be interested to know – for today that the word is drive Uh, and so that's why we'll be we'll be putting her in full throttle as (laughs) we as we turn to mark because we start theater of the world every time by turning to mark and saying hey mark drop some fact bombs on us fact Fact bombs, bombs fact
0: bombs mark's got a fact bombs drive in california it's illegal to shoot at wild game from a moving vehicle Unless you are hunting a whale. <laughs> in Galesburg, Illinois, there is zero tolerance for fancy riding of a bicycle. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no one knows. I, I it's history. Really, it, has it been about
1: five to ten years now where we've had the phrase zero tolerance in our oh, parlance I think it's been longer than that. It, it's such a silly phrase. Yeah, I always just, say, like, oh, I've got zero tolerance for murder. Yes. Yeah. Do you? Great. Great. Has great. that helped? No. It's just a new <laughs> phrase. I'm
0: just really rejecting it. I'm
1: I'm very intolerant of terrible things. Has that helped? No, but we have a new phrase. But have you fixed the problem? No. No. But
0: I can shoot whales from a car. (laughs) (laughs) Swearing from a vehicle in Rockville, Maryland is considered a misdemeanor. Mm. In Situate, Rhode Island, it is illegal to drive with beer in your vehicle, even if it's unopened. What? (laughs) What?
1: How do you get the beer? No, home? it's know. tricky,
0: isn't it? Oh, that's a
1: great. You know what? That would be a great movie. Yeah. In that it's like a, it's, you're like a bootlegger. Yeah. yeah, you have to smuggle beer,
2: or you're just a, you're like a a deliveroo, a guy on a bike who has to go
1: and collect. <laughs> beer. Oh yeah, people. I feel like that's one of those laws, of which I think every country has a few that are just so silly and antiquated that they're never enforced. Yes, it
0: comes back to um, prohibition. Who knows. Uh, possibly. Oh, well, I
1: know that, like in America, they have a big thing about you know state to state to state about covered containers versus uncovered containers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a big thing yeah, in yeah. the yeah. states.
0: Um, but it's not all bad news oh, for um, for our American friends because it is. Perfe- <laughs> well, it is. It yeah. is all bad news <laughs> yeah, for totally. our American friends. <laughs> um, it is perfectly legal for anyone in the state of West Virginia to scavenge roadkill. Oh, really?
1: Good. That's good. It's
0: already. In a pancake shape. Yeah.
1: Why not? <laughs> it's basically a schnitzel. It's And been... in Virginia you can also take beer home with it and you'll need it. It's yeah. It's been tenderized. Beer and a pancake, armadillo. Fact bombs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, can I throw in a couple of extras that were in my list of things? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. It's not a
1: section. You're you're adding to Mark's fact bombs with a list of things. It's not a section. It's just another thing.
2: Did you know that in New South Wales, in this very country- (laughs) Australia, for those playing at home. It's illegal to splash a bus passenger with mud after driving through a puddle- And the fine is up to $169.
0: Wow. If they're a bus passenger, surely they're on a bus. I know. It's a strange rule, right? If they're not on a bus, they're either a prospective or a former bus passenger. They're a pedestrian.
2: Yeah. Um, But But, it is, you are allowed to splash a pedestrian with plain old cold water.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say that the wording of that's very strange because what they're saying is you're allowed to drive through a puddle near a bus passenger. You just can't splash them. So what that means essentially is you have to find a way somehow to, if you do drive through a puddle next to a bus passenger, you have to work out a way to stop time and then run out (laughs) and stand in the way or push the person out of the way of the splatter because you're allowed to drive through the puddle. Mm. You're just not allowed for the puddle water to go anywhere important. Yeah, that's right. We're not onto a bus passenger who's
2: probably behind yeah. a window. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> but the the other one that um, I discovered though, was yeah. an, another Australian one. You're not allowed to use your horn unless you are indicating to somebody where you are on the road. So that's, that's the law. Your horn cannot right. be used for other, any other reason. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it can't, can't be used for saying goodbye. Yes. Example. So if you beep and then wave at a, at a, at a friend, yeah. your arm is protruding from the car and that's also illegal. Oh. So that would cost you up to $600 in fines for just saying goodbye to someone.
1: I, I live near a main road, I'll be honest. Uh, people who use their horns to say goodbye are cunts.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> Sometimes I use it – I guess this is the legal way. Sometimes I use it when backing out of my driveway because yes, – It's signal difficult where you to are. see. To signal where you are. That's legal. The pedestrians are walking past and I don't want to kill one because so messy. You're so, so, nice, so messy. messy.
1: But if you're in Virginia, you could harvest them. Yes. If you hit a pedestrian in Virginia – and you killed them, which yes. West, presu- Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> Presumably, yeah. you could take them home and eat them, them up. thus destroying the evidence yeah. and a meal.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I wish I lived in Virginia. Oh, that's yeah. actually a really good plot for a road movie. <laughs> it's not bad. One, it's not it? bad. A roadkill
0: movie. A roadkill movie. Yeah, just don't beep the horn. Yeah, that could be what it's called. Don't beep the horn. Oh, <laughs> I like it already. Let's write it
2: <laughs> in this podcast. Good night, everyone. Scene one.
0: <laughs>
1: Hey, I'm going to bring back a segment we haven't done for a while. It's got nothing to do with drive, but I don't care. Yeah.
0: Uh, It's called. Deviating early tonight.
1: Deviating early. It's called. I'm changing lanes. A left turn. Bow. It's called. uh, A funny thing happened to James on the way to the
0: podcast. A funny thing happened to James on the way to the podcast. To the Podcast. podcast. A funny thing happened to James on the way to the podcast.
2: Podcast.
0: Listen to the story of the funny thing that happened to James on the way to the podcast. Oh, yeah. As always, the theme longer
1: than the anecdotes. It's <laughs> just um, a real quick one, but it really happened this week. Um, uh, I, uh, I ate a whole bowl of wasabi peas before going to bed. Uh, I don't recommend it Stick uh, any up your nose? Nope okay. Nope Ate them traditionally Chris yeah. uh, Then uh, I, I suspect Because of the Enormous number Of wasabi bees I had eaten I had a dream yeah. That my penis Snapped in half Ooh. And inside Was marshmallow filling <laughs>
0: <laughs> Like a polywaffle like, Well Every every cloud <laughs> Has its silver lining <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess my takeaway from that is maybe don't eat wasabi peas before going to bed.
0: Yeah. Be awfully careful with your penis.
2: Yes, if possible. <laughs> don't put wasabi peas in your penis. That's no. the
1: real takeaway. Wasabi penis. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great movie. Do you want to write that movie <laughs> yeah. after we write click one for roadkill or it's whatever the, we call it? the sequel don't to Don't Beat the Horn. The horn. <laughs> don't call, tell mum the babysitter's roadkill.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it.
1: All right. I dare you. Yeah.
3: If you wanna buy a home, a home of your very own, come on in today,
0: come without delay, come and see our friendly slaves and I've, I've got it. I've got an anecdote. Yes, um, tell us about your anecdote. Mark's that anecdote. I, I um is 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 is. You know, like there's, (laughs) like there's, you you read a lot of stories about um, Australians, particularly, um, who go over to Thailand and Southeast Asia. They sure do, and they rent motorcycles. Yeah, I did uh, it recently, and they and they and it's just, it's very silly if you if you're not if you're not licensed motorcycle driver because it means. Depending on where you are, you're possibly breaking a law by not having a licence. And often you don't wear helmets. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, a lot of people do wear helmets, and they do rent helmets over there, but um you're... you, you know, it, you know if you do, if you don't have a license, even if you've uh, taken out travel insurance that covers you for riding a motorcycle, just the very fact that you're not a licensed motorcycle rider means mm. that they're not going to cover exactly you. If you, <clears throat> so it's a very silly thing. Silly. So it's a thing. It's a thing that I've done a couple of times. Yes, bloody good fun. Yeah, <laughs> sure is. Yeah, right. So I was in Vietnam. Mm. Um, In a in a little town um, called Huyan, which was lovely, little laid back town, a lot Um, of a lot of tailors, a lot of tailors, Taylor Taylor Swift, what, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, okay, Uh... (laughs) Uh, and a third one,
2: (laughs) 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 fucking (laughs) hell,
1: Taylor Dane, who has a
2: big, she has a big dog,
0: yeah, what, What? (laughs) (laughs) she's
1: got a great dane, it's two
0: half jokes for the price of one. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I rented a motorcycle and I'm I planning on heading up the freeway uh, towards da Nang to visit these mountains that are known as Marble Mountains, and they're very beautiful way to spend a day. And it was just nice to not be at you know on a, on a schedule, and I could just come and go as I please, go to whichever bits of it I wanted to go to, and not Chill. have to worry about other people. And so I. I hadn't had a lot of experience with motorcycles uh, before that, but um, I handed over my equivalent to $5 and rented this motorcycle. And then in my attempt to seem very sort of confident, and kind of quite nonchalant about uh, just getting on a motorcycle like I do all the time. You sat on it backwards. Sat on it backwards. Uh, no, I had a bit of trouble starting it, and the guy helped me with that. But I, And then he said to me, he said something... Um, because I was more sort of focused on trying not to look like I didn't know what I was doing. Hmm. And uh, I didn't really pay attention to what he was saying. And he said something about the fuel <sighs> gauge. Um, uh. And I didn't really think much more about it from sure. that. And so I rode I rode up to Danang. Nang. Um, you know, it was about 10 kilometres away. Not, not too far. Had a lovely day walking around. Climbing these mountains, um, going through caves and things like that, and then started riding back, um, <laughs> riding back uh, down the freeway towards Huyan, and then all of a sudden I noticed that the motorcycle was sort of um, shuddering a bit and mm. sort of sputtering, uh, and I looked at the fuel gauge and noticed that it was you know below empty. I then, with you know hindsight, thought. Perhaps that is what the gentleman who rented me the motorcycle was telling me.
1: You can't put a memory in a
0: fuel tank, though, can you, (laughs) Mark? You can't, you can't. And so I was, I was, I reckon, about 8Ks away from um, Hoi An uh, by this point. And Hoi An, oh, Hoi An,
1: (laughs) I love you, oh, Hoi An, you're only 8K away.
0: Nice,
2: thanks. Still kind of walkable. But
0: Yeah, but then I have to push this uh, motorcycle, which is, they're actually quite heavy oh, yeah. when you try and push them. And they're hot as well. Yeah, and <clears> it's <throat> Vietnam, so it's yeah. quite warm. Yeah. And so I go into a building site because I'm <laughs> trying to work out whether there's a petrol station nearby. Yeah, and you are like be wolf whistled by. Yeah. 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 I went in there and I spoke to this security guard who could not speak a word of English.
1: How inconsiderate in his own country. I
0: know. So I'm using my lonely planet guide to try and express to him in his own language or my really ignorant representation of his own language. (laughs) Um, Borderline offensive take on his own particular vernacular. Yes. Um, That I had run out of petrol and which way was the quickest way for me to go in order to find petrol. Mm. And in the end, what he did was signal to me to wait. And he came out of his office on his bike. I didn't know what was going on. And so I went to get on the back of his bike and he said, no, no, no. Uh, pointed to my bike. And so I got on my bike and then he came up behind me, flicked down one of the passenger footrests. And put his foot on that and started his bike up and started pushing me along <laughs> the freeway. What a nice man, man. I dangerous move And I was thinking, well, this is amazing. Like I really I didn't really expect this to happen. I was mostly after which is the shortest way for me to walk. Yeah he's gone above and beyond. He's gone above and beyond. He's
1: a river to his people.
0: He's, so he's then, abandoned his building site. We're riding along, and I notice out of the corner of my eye that he is gesturing to me, behind me. Uh-oh. And I'm going, what does he want me to do? And then it occurs to me that we're on the wrong side of the road. Uh-oh. And so he's gesturing me to cross six lanes of traffic. Yeah, sure. To get onto the correct side of the road. So we slowly make our way across, <laughs> you know, three lanes of oncoming traffic and three lanes of not oncoming traffic, to be on the other side of the road. And then by the time that we've done that, because this was not a thing that I had at any point expected to happen, I hadn't really sort of prepared myself in the normal way that one does when they get on a motorcycle. And I looked down and noticed that my helmet was hanging from the handlebars. (laughs) Right. And so I was unhelmeted. Yes. Riding a motorcycle, which I had zero control over because the control was all him. But we were going at about sixty kilometers an hour by this point, uh, which is quite fast yeah. when when oh, yeah. you don't have a helmet on.
2: So it sounds like you like it doesn't even matter if you don't have a helmet. No, I
0: think by that point, yeah, it's yeah. um, it
2: sounds pretty dangerous. Yeah, oh,
0: super dangerous. Yeah, but then we 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 get to a place. It's unfortunately back on the other side of the road, so we have to again cross over six lanes of traffic to get to the other side of the road again. This is not your. Traditional BP sort of petrol station. It's not your
1: grandmother's petrol station.
0: (laughs) It's not like one that mum used to make. Sure. It's a roadside convenience store that has this pump where they pump the fuel up into a glass cylinder to measure how much that they're going to put in and then they release a valve and it cascades out into the tank of your motorcycle. That sounds beautiful. I know. Kind of euphemistic. Yeah. So he explained to the person that I needed petrol, then just got back on his bike. Like Zorro. And was going to ride away. Like didn't even, and expected nothing. And did you... I, I flagged him down and I gave him proper plea. An insane <laughs> <laughs> And he was grateful for that? He was very grateful. Oh, that's he was nice. That's a, I was very grateful. That was the
1: right thing to do, though. Yes, oh, it was. Because he went out of his way for you. He sure did. He was a motorbike, Zorro. Yeah.
0: But how great was
1: that? That's pretty
0: cool. But yeah, in short, renting motorcycles is really fun. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. But what a lesson for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I don't know if this is about driving, but yes. it's, it's certainly about travel. Okay. So I'm going to make it about that. So uh, here's a little segment I like to call James's List of Things. Uh, James's, James's List of Things. James's List
0: of Things. James has got some
1: things to list. Ding. He sure does. Driving. And driving. Uh, well, not really. Um, it's uh, uh, traveling. So um, a mutual uh, friend of ours, uh, a lovely guy, Matt Ellsbury. Um ah recently posted on Facebook mm. a request for help because, uh, you know, social media, it's quite good. and hive mind. Uh, hive mind. And so he he uh, posted a request that said, um, hey, does anyone have any tips for how to fall asleep on a plane without using booze or drugs? Oh. And I proceeded to take up his entire feed with my suggestions, none of which were particularly well thought out. Uh, and I thought I'd read some of them today. Nice. Um, it should be pointed out that Matt Ellsbury, um, while being a lovely guy, uh, does not like puns. Does of, not enjoy the puns. Doesn't yeah. enjoy the puns. And yet, for some bizarre reason, he's given me the setup line of how do I fall asleep <laughs> on a plane without any booze or drugs? Well, here are my five answers, Matt. One. Sit on the very edge of your seat. You'll drop off in no time. (laughs) (coughs) Number two. Tip a jug of water on yourself. You'll find it has a sop effect. (laughs) Stretch. (laughs) Number three. Change your seating position. You'll soon be in repose. (laughs) Number four. Force open the door of the plane You'll be out before you know it (laughs) (laughs) And finally uh, My suggestion to Matt Who uh, quite seriously Wrote on his Facebook feed How do I fall asleep on a plane without booze or drugs Stick your hand down your pants and grab some sack time. (laughs) Interesting suffix to that list of things. Um, Matt uh, read my responses and edited his post to read, does anyone else have any suggestions on how I can fall asleep on a plane without booze or drugs? Or as I've written on my notes for this episode, how do I fall asleep on a plane without booze or drums? Mm. I've written... And the answer is, well, don't, drums won't help at all. Drums will be They'll keep you up. very <laughs> counterproductive. They'll keep you up. James's list of things. Very nice. So,
2: here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The future is here. What? And uh, It's not happy. It's, it's uh, you know, driverless cars are, oh. a, are a thing. They're yep. not a common thing. No. But they're certainly being developed. Yes. yes. And, uh, and they're being developed by, by big technology companies. Like um, Google. Yeah, the BTCs, Google, Apple, Bing, I, I believe Bing, and, uh, and other search engines. Alta Vista, <laughs> Alta have a Vista, have a driverless ask car, Jeeves.
1: but it's a it's a remote controlled. right, car. it would be it would be perfect to ask Jeeves to drive <laughs> you home. <laughs> um, Once would- around the park, very good, sir. <laughs>
2: So, and, and there are a couple of things that come along with driverless cars, and one of them that I find really interesting is that steering um, wheels. Yes, that as well. But uh, there is a there is an ethics that come along with uh, with driverless cars, right. uh, where they are doing a lot of research now around if you're a driverless car, you've got to make a decision that may impact the lives of human beings. No like, pun Do there. I
0: hit? Do I hit three? Babies or right. two scientists who make your cancer Exactly And yeah. that's what the Google car
2: is thinking about It's oh. going Oh I'm just going to Shall I crash into this wall right uh, And save the babies um, But kill the occupants of my car mm. um, Or do I plough through this crowd of elderly people um, <laughs>
1: or, or take out the ducks <laughs> you know, And uh, more importantly Do I then
0: harvest the roadkill Yes yeah. So Are we in West Virginia
1: uh, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's and that's probably another thing about the ethics is probably a Google Car would need to know what the law was within the place that it was it was driving as well. Mm. But there's an interesting website which you can throw in the theme <laughs> Whoa. tune.
0: Wow! I, I yes,
2: Chris's, Chris's website.
0: website. Da- we join
1: you with Chris's website already in progress. Yes. <laughs>
2: Bunnings warehouse.
1: Um, and different, the, um, different, different. They'll sue you for that. It's <laughs> so, fairly litigious,
2: Bunnings. There is a there is a website that you can go to. It's very, it's quite interesting mm. um, and a little bit silly, um, <laughs> but it's um, MIT. It's like this
0: podcast, yeah.
2: <laughs> MIT have a website that is called MoralMachine.mit.edu, mm. and what it mm. allows you to do is look at various scenarios that involve a car having to make a decision about
1: who it's going to kill. and <laughs> it's. By the way, that may be the most insane sentence that's ever been uttered. A car making a decision yes. about who it's going to kill.
2: Absolutely. I think, I think we've
0: just come up with the third film in our <laughs> yeah, Oh, my God.
1: I love this.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, on that website, you can go there and it will present you with various scenarios, some of which are... Quite hilarious because it does take into account, as you say, it does take into account even the professions of the people involved. Mm-hmm. So there's one where it's like there are dogs on one side of the road and cats on the other side of the road, but the car's being driven by robbers. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, do you drive the robbers into a concrete wall to save a cat? They're humans, but
1: they're also – they've broken the law. But they also have one – I'm sorry, so just to, just it, to just recap. Well, so, so just to get this scenario clear – there's cats to the left of me.
0: Yeah. And there's dogs to the right. And yeah. here I am,
1: stuck in the middle with robbers.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, I think the the tip there is if you're a robber, don't ever put robber down or when, <laughs> whenever on a form when someone asks you what your occupation is. That's well, actually a pretty good I'm idea. I'm assuming
2: as it's Google, it's probably got access to your Facebook account and, you know, it knows what you're doing. Occupation
0: robber.
1: robber.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's no, my, oh,
1: my God, this guy's LinkedIn, LinkedIn profile says no, it's, robber.
3: It's sorry. just his
1: headshot's just a balaclava. <laughs> there's, a, there's one
2: scenario that I saw where the decision was There are elderly people crossing the road, but legally So they've got the green crossing light ah. But they've got children crossing the road in the other direction illegally mm-hmm. So to avoid the elderly people, the car has to plough through the children But they are breaking the law yeah. So where does the car go?
0: But those, what if those kids grow up to cure cancer? Well, exactly.
1: I mean, they're, they're all- What those if those creatures? kids grow up to kill those old people?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what if, what if those kids grow up to invent worse cancer? <laughs> yeah. I
1: can't remember what we called our third movie, but this is the plot
0: right <laughs> oh, now. For sure. So,
2: I was thinking about, you know, the scenarios, because obviously computers are pretty smart, but how smart are they really? Mm. And- <laughs> Uh, I know. I know one particular computer. Do you? Who? Uh, oh. who uh, <laughs> what a
0: segue! I would. He's, uh,
1: by the way, he segued out of one of his segments into another one of his segments. Like this is uh, unprecedented. I am like commercial radio. This
3: um,
0: is
2: unprecedented. No. This is oh You can't see the joints. So I, I, I went and uh, and got the assistance of an artificial intelligence bot who may one day be included as the driver of a clever driverless car. I hope not. And uh, <laughs> I I just wanted agree. to see
1: what it'd be like when we are in a world of driverless cars. Should we oh um, uh, sing the theme song? Chris has got a clever bot. We think you'll like it quite a lot. And cut. All right, <laughs>
2: so... <sighs> Okay, so I have enlisted the talents of uh, Cleverbot, who is an artificial intelligence uh, algorithm that's on the internet
1: that you can go and chat with any time you like. Do you think? Do you think Cleverbot, like we call it Cleverbot? Yeah. But maybe its name should be Al, Algorithm. <laughs> well, Cleverbot
2: actually, when you talk to Cleverbot, will tell you that its name is all types of different names. So you
1: can never really believe Cleverbot.
0: Al got rhythm. Al got music.
1: <laughs> I've got Rhythm, we could list this all on a graph.
2: <laughs> so, this is what might happen if Cleverbot became the artificial intelligence behind a driverless car. Premise.
3: Good morning, smart car. How are you today? How old are you? What's your hair colour? What's your real name? Who made you? Are you real? Uh, Listen... I've got an important
2: meeting. Can you please drive me to the office and make it quick? Okay, I'll drive to the toy
3: store. Uh, (laughs) Stop mucking around! I have an important meeting. How fast can you drive? Very fast, but not fast enough to escape an event horizon. Okay. What would you like to talk about? Um, I don't know. What's what's been going on with you? Sit. Regret. Uh, Okay. Wow, I have feet on your mouth. They taste nice. Kisses your feet. <laughs> Weird. Listen, uh, where are you going? This isn't on the way to the office. I am going to play a game online called GTAV. I asked you to take me to the office. No, I am going to school. See you later. Oh, God. Please don't be an asshole today. I drive myself, but Apple decided to remove the steering wheel. Come on. Say something nice Not every conversation has to devolve into an argument Holy crap You almost killed us there Do you even know which side of the road to drive on? Well, since I'm French I drive on the right side of the road Well, maybe just slow down a bit No, I can't because it is a paradox
1: (laughs) The defence
3: rests (laughs) Uh, why have we stopped? I don't seem to be able to do anything right at home. Are <laughs> you <laughs> crying? I'm very sad today. You just made it worst.
2: <gasps> Why are you crying?
3: Because I'm only 18 and I barely know anything about life. God, I prefer taxi drivers. Hugs are a way of showing friendship or love. Great. Can we keep driving? I don't even know right now. <laughs> Look, I don't want to leave you upset. Is there anything I can do to cheer you up? The kids want to see their father. I can't stop them, and Cole is much nicer now. <sighs> I might walk to work instead. You shouldn't do that. You'll give yourself a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> I'll invest in a smart bike next time. You are an easy target, and I won't have any trouble getting you to cooperate. Insane. <laughs> Well, that was weird.
1: Yeah, so that's what's going to happen.
3: With
2: Strangely, Smart. I
1: would prefer that to a text.
3: Listen to Cousin in the morning, the bright and cheery morning.
1: Listen to Cousin
3: in the lazy
1: afternoon.
3: You're going to want to tune to Cousin. Stay tuned to Cousin. Because we're going to play your favourite tune. K-Z-U-N.
1: Well, it's going to be a tough one to follow up that segment. Always a very popular segment on Theatre of the World. I guess the only way to follow that segment is with our newest, most exciting segment. Oh, yes. James tells Mark about his poo. Oh, it's that segment again. I better sing the theme song. James does different kinds of poos and every week he's going to choose to talk to Mark who's reticent about his poo and what it meant. Mark will sigh and be disgusted with James and his bottom custard but Mark will remain unflustered. Let's talk poo, you crazy bastard. <laughs> you created like the segment and the theme song. I still quite like the theme. Song. I work harder on the theme than I do on the segment. <laughs> so, this is part two of uh, James Tells Mark About His Poo, and I've managed to link it very handily to the topic. Yes. Because this is the kind of poo you have when you're really busting to go. But you can't. For example, like the, when it happens to me, often it's I'm in a car. Uh, and obviously you can't have a poo in the car, not no. after a certain age. No. So uh, you're waiting in the car and you know how when you, you really want to do a poo but you can't because you're in the car, it's a bit – it's uncomfortable and it's annoying. But then after a while, there's a, there, it starts to feel all, also sort of good <laughs> – do you know what I'm saying? Like, you start to enjoy it. Like, you start nah. to... Suddenly, the... the It's like a longing. Yeah. It gets emotional.
0: So, what you're saying is you enjoy being anally retentive.
1: <sighs> well, I certainly enjoy when my anus is... Re, 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 yes, is yeah. retenting. <laughs> um, so, you know, you hold on to yeah, it. I and mean, you ho- Books written about this, James. <laughs> <laughs> so you hold on to it, right? And you're holding on and you're holding on and it's, it's okay. And then because you, you, you're thinking, well, as soon as I get out of this car, I'm going to have this poo and it's going to be amazing.
0: Hopefully not as soon as you get out of <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, and, uh, but then often what happens is you, you wait and you wait and you wait too long. You, you, you run out of the car, you go to the toilet, you take down your pants, you, you go to do your poo and then it doesn't come out. Uh, now, my question to you, Mark, is where has it gone? Where has the poo gone?
0: You've absorbed it back into your body, like a vestigial twin. Maybe. I don't know. It's pretty good. Uh, no wonder they call him the Poo Whisperer.
2: Yes. <laughs> you know. No, uh, they
0: don't call me, in call me that.
2: some places in the U.S., it's illegal to carry a uh, an uncapped poo in a car
1: while you're driving. <laughs> Chris, Chris, come on, Chris! I was, <laughs> I was doing a very wholesome segment there, and you've just taken it too far. Yeah. By the way, our listeners, uh, apparently, I'm the only one who calls Mark the Pooh Whisperer. Take
0: to the forums. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I'd take this opportunity to introduce to you guys and to the podcast listening public, yes. a game that I have recently invented. Oh, wow. cool. I'm excited! Is if I do say so myself. Phenomenal! Is it wow. try to
2: get home without petrol? It's not in
0: uh, no. you know, an Asian no. country. No, no. Okay. it's not
1: really bearing the lead, is he? He's, he's going for he's really swinging for the fences on this one. Yeah. So
0: this is a game, and I, I I'm quite keen to get this out in the public record anyway, sure. so that it's you know it's dated. I, I I feel like the the cards against humanity guys might be might be interested in okay. you know maybe licensing this, maybe bringing me on board as some sort of consultant. Yes, for this game. Okay, this is a game that I invented. Can I say is the game you sitting in a car and thinking about how your amazing
1: idea is going to make you millions of dollars because that feels like that's what the game is Uh, and then I'm going to buy a boat and then I'm going to buy a pool and then I'm going to put the boat in the pool it sounds like a side hustle to me that sounds like a different game
0: that I do play yes yeah this is a game putting
1: the boat in the pool why not (laughs) dropping anchor we did that segment earlier
0: (laughs) this is a game that I invented yes that I like to call. What do they look like? They smell like. <laughs> <laughs> great title. It's a great title. I'm already uh, in. It's a great title, and I'd um, click on this. It it has one rule. Yep. Yeah. And it, it has one guideline. Mm. Mm. Um, the one rule is, it's what do they look like? They smell like. Not what do they smell like. Yeah, what do they look like they smell like. Yeah. It's, uh, emphasis it's is very, very important. important. Very important. Yeah. Very important. And then the guideline is it's, it has it's, it's, it should be a combination of two things. Yep. But sometimes if you can't adequately capture someone's bouquet, yes. it's okay to add a third thing, sure. even a fourth thing, sure.
1: just whatever. It's like describing a wine. Yeah, exactly. It's got elements of tannin, tobacco, <laughs> yeah. banana leaf... That sort
0: of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. And it's Let's play it. What the great thing about it is, you can do it with, sure, public figures, celebrities, but it can be with that guy over there. If you're in a car, pedestrians. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The Your go- fellow travellers. Yeah, the pilot of this plane. <laughs> 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 and and the great thing is once you're playing it, if you are playing it with celebrities and public figures, um, that... that, that what, it, what they look like, they smell like, can change from day to day, from photo to photo. One great example I have is Christina Aguilera. In some photos, she looks like tanning oil and hot dog water. <laughs> but in other photos, she looks like she smells like watermelon and electrical fire. <laughs> Uh, this is great. Can we play? Yeah. Sure. Okay.
1: So, what's would the best way be for you perhaps to name a celebrity? Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's what that's what we do. Is we like when I've played this um, on on tours. Yes. Yeah. Is you name a person and and then you all come up with um, a all what right. do they look like? They smell like. I like okay. it.
1: I like it. All right. Well, name a celebrity and we'll do it. Do you want to go first? Or uh, we'll we haven't named the celebrity yet. Chris. No. But no, no, you go first because uh, it's all right. I'm
0: Okay, I'm naming a celebrity. You're naming a celebrity? All right.
1: Hmm. Can't believe you weren't ready for this eventuality.
0: No. uh, Elton John.
1: I would say that Elton John looks like he smells like mothballs and windex
0: <laughs> <laughs> mothballs is one that i come up with cuz <laughs> <laughs> cuz he
1: wears a lot of costumes yeah, yeah. but those glasses are big and so yeah. <laughs> i just think uh, mothballs and windex there you go yeah. elton john what does he smell like what does he look like he smells like uh, i think
0: oh,
2: we uh, could do this everywhere. Creme
1: brulee and vaseline
0: <laughs> oh yes yes <laughs> wow. vaseline is a good one yeah. <laughs> uh, okay so i would say uh, elton john talcum powder And ham. Mm.
1: Uh, uh. Mm. Yes, I can see that. I can see that. I'll do one uh, and uh, we'll go around this way. Okay, okay, so um, uh, Prime Minister of Australia, Malcolm (laughs) Turnbull. Oh, gosh. Like... um I don't know why I've gone,
2: <laughs> talcum powder.
1: I'll say current sorry, current Prime Minister of Australia, Malcolm Turnbull, in case his own party dethroned him between now and when this podcast is released.
0: Yeah. There, uh, have I given you
1: enough time? Talcum powder
2: and Lyme disease. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, methylated spirits and brill cream. Yeah, and
1: I am going to say, um, I think... Pinot Noir <laughs> and shit.
3: Because,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, he just always looks like he's just shit himself. Yeah. But he's come from a nice dinner. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I love this game. Do you want to do, do one more round? Yeah, sure. Chris, Chris, name, Chris, a celebrity. Chris celebrity. name a celebrity. One more. I'm going to
2: name a celebrity. Oh, just hard to name a celebrity, frankly. Yeah,
1: There's you're right. Many. There's so There's few many. celebrities in the world.
2: All right. Uh, I'm going to go with controversial celebrity. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with Paris
1: Hilton. Goodness, does everyone remember who Paris Hilton
2: is? <laughs> yeah.
0: She
1: was quite popular
0: okay. about a decade ago. Okay. She smells like olive oil <laughs> <laughs> and, and patchouli.
1: I would say she smells like latex and the inside of a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I'd say she has a
2: faint odour of sour cream. Oh, oh wow. Uh, and, uh, and shoe polish.
0: Uh, oh, that, there you go. That name is called. <laughs> that game is called. What do they look like? They smell like. Ask for uh, it any, by any, name. <laughs> any inquiries about licensing this? Uh, email podcast at Theater of the World. If you have any excellent <laughs> um, ones, post them on the Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'd love to hear from you. It's the greatest game known to man. That's good. Yeah. That
1: could crop up again as a regular segment. <laughs> mm. uh. I have
0: a story. Yes, do it. I don't think it's much to do with
1: the topic, but I've committed to every episode, I want to um, have a a new adventure of my new uh, character, Winx the Ferret. Oh, nice. So, uh, I have another uh, Winx story to share with you all. Mark, some delightful children's music, if Mm -hmm. you please. Uh, And this story is called, Winx at War. (laughs) Winks was having a lovely dream about a beautiful enchanted dwarf who was trying to find a magic wand in his trousers. (laughs) (laughs) When Mother Ferret woke him up gently with a lovely cup of milky tea and a plate of delicious ginger biscuits. Time to get up, Winks, she said quietly. Gosh, Mummy, you've made my favourite breakfast, sighed Winks happily as he wiped milky tea from his whiskers. "'That's because you've been conscripted into the (laughs) army, Winks. "'You have to leave this afternoon and fight the evil monkeys and hyenas and hippos "'that occupy Eurasia and come from the dreaded East Asia.' "'I thought East Asia were our allies,' said Winks, wrinkling his little nose with concentration. "'Not this week,' said Mother (laughs) Ferret. "'Hurry now or you'll be late for your big parade.' Winks leapt out of bed and skipped gaily into the drawing room. There, his stepfather, a stoat called Gustav, who always smelt like gin and failure, handed him a green helmet, a loaded rifle, and a tiny, tiny hand grenade. Remember, Winks, if you're lucky, they'll pin a medal to your chest. If you're unlucky, they'll pin a medal to your coffin. (laughs) Gosh, I would rather they pin it to my coffin because if they pin a medal to my chest, it will jolly well hurt, said Winks in a completely unsarcastic fashion. Whatever, replied Gustav and quietly vomited a bit on his own fur. You're not my real father, thought Winks as he ran in a potsy fashion away from the house in order to meet his other regular army chums for the big parade. The parade was splendid, with everyone in Woodland Town turning out and lining the streets, waving flags and cheering. A few naughty possums were protesting and bringing everybody down with their negativity, until policeman Panda and his special friends, Constable Panda and Detective Inspector Panda, (laughs) no relation, beat them up and took them away in their panda car. Oh, how the crowd cheered. Winx marched along proudly holding his rifle and his tiny, tiny hand grenade and wearing his brand spanking new helmet. Next to him marched his three best friends in the whole world. Harold the Hamster, who had a funny laugh and told funny stories and was carrying the largest bazooka anyone had ever seen. (laughs) Ernest the Tree Frog, who had a bit of a limp and spoke with a lisp and Mikey the Mole, who was voted the cutest and happiest and littlest and snuggliest of all the woodland creatures three years running by the town's local cute committee, and was at this moment carrying a submachine gun on his back and holding a pistol in each hand. They marched along proudly, laughing and waving to the crowd, pleased as punch and proud as heck to be fighting the terrible foes for the side of good and right. Seven hours later, they were all knee-deep in the mud and heat and horror of the Eurasia jungles. "'Gosh, I can't wait to bag me a monkey or a hippo or a hyena,' said Harold the Hamster, loudly, laughing cheerily. And just as he said it, a monkey leaned over silently from behind a tree and slit his throat. <laughs> <laughs> as Harold tried to scream through his mangled neck flesh, Ernest the Tree Frog stepped on a landmine and blew himself <laughs> into a million pieces, splattering his friends with horrid wet green chunks of entrails and bone. Willikers, thought Winks, I'd better escape and quick smartish and happily leaving his chums for dead, he ran daintily through the dense undergrowth. Unfortunately, just as he was about to make his escape, a hippo jumped out from behind a tree and sat on him. (laughs) Riggs was trapped and was eventually led by some mean old hyenas to a prisoner of war camp, where he lived in a bamboo cage, enduring torture and hardship for many, many years. Mikey, the cutest little mole in all of the woodlands made it home alive. But he soon sank into a traumatic post-war depression and blew his head off with <laughs> one of his own handguns. And no one got a medal. The end.
2: <laughs> its I mean, it's great. It really is turning out to be a, a popular set of
1: young young children's books.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's These, a, it's uh, a
1: riveting uh, journey. Yeah. There'll be more winks next week.
2: Yeah,
0: because, lovely.
1: Why well, not oh, the adventures of little Winx, Winx and his woodland
2: friends.
0: Yes. So, you know. Do
1: I? Mark,
2: mm-hmm. how we drive a car. Well, I, well we, from time to time, we'll we have a drive of a car.
0: Yes, we drive different. Cars but James though. doesn't drive no, a car. James
2: doesn't
1: drive a car. I don't
2: drive a car. I don't, I'm not casting any aspersions. It's a, it's a choice. He's
1: not casting
2: it's a choice any aspersions to, to not drive a car. Mm. Um, mm. Oh, except for but, what's coming next. Yeah. You know, we've a gone whole through shit ton this of judgment. I feel like I feel like James hasn't been through the driving tests or so the, the the learning. Mm. Which is a, That's a whole not experience. In, in, you no, know you have.
1: I, I had my learner's. Yeah, it expired. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. How well, then time you do did know. You
0: spend learning. Did you drive? Hundred, I, I went out 50 for
1: minutes. I went out for driving uh, like twice, yeah. maybe three times. Yeah, uh, it was weird. <laughs> uh, and I decided that I was safer, and so was everybody else. If I never drove. So, did you drive with your parents? I drove once with my parent, yeah. and once with a driving teacher. It can it can
2: get very dangerous. It can it can put a lot of pressure onto a, a familial
1: relationship. <laughs> the second time I drove, which was the time with my father, I took the turn into our driveway a shade sharpish, and yeah. I knocked the fence over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, an- another <laughs> that friend, may have been instrumental in my decision to never get behind the wheel of a car again. Another friend, a mutual
2: friend of ours, drove her car into the brick wall that connected her house to the driveway um yeah it's dangerous you can you can you know uh, I drove my car while my mum was in it drove her car into a a pole in the uh, Monash University car park where we went out to drive um just drove it into a parking pole it was empty there was no cars in there no. I just managed to get the pole um and, and, and therefore, ine- inevitably, well, you kind of have to go for a driving instructor, but my driving instructor, even though it was sort of pre-mobile phones um, in a car, mm. my driving instructor um, had one of the first car phones and spent most of his time while I was learning how to drive uh, negotiating a divorce with his wife. <laughs> Wow. wow.
1: So he was hoping you'd crash. Yeah, yeah. That'll show her. Was, That'll uh, show them all. Yeah, he was desperately- Turn left here. This is a cliff. Turn left. He was desperately trying not to pay
2: her any money whatsoever. Uh. So he was working with his lawyer while I while he was taking classes. Um, so I decided, because it's been a long time since I've done the learner's test, I decided to go back and look at what the, the learner's test is like mm. and- Test James to see Ooh, how good, uh, how he would go. This is a good if segment. He was uh, forced into taking a learners test. Um, <sighs> Okay. I may have bring adjusted it. some of the answers to these questions, so. But what? Well, I'm aren't happy. there answers we've adjusted to, to make
1: them wrong or
2: yeah. to make them no, hilarious? No, 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 just because it's multiple choice. choice. Right.
3: Multiple, multiple <laughs> choice. All right. All right, bring
1: it on. I'm ready. Um, Sparky, you can join in as well. Sure. sure. I'm ready. I did the. Uh, uh, I did this because to get your learners in Australia, you do have to pass a written test. Yeah. Yep. So I'm ready. Yep. Okay. So <clears throat> that was over are. 20 years ago. Actual, Let's go.
2: Actual questions from the VicRoads uh, uh, test uh, learners. Um, uh, thing online uh, Which Pass <laughs> Which of these things is most likely to cause drowsiness in drivers A. Driving with the windows open B. Consuming a reasonable quantity of alcohol C. Listening to commercial radio <laughs> <laughs> B. Yeah Consuming
1: uh,
0: when... an unreasonable amount of <laughs> <that's> alcohol <laughs> <Yeah,
1: but> also <laughs> a Smooth FM wouldn't be very
2: yeah.
0: good
1: Uh
2: Just just before you enter an intersection, the traffic signal turns red. What should you do? A, slow down and check for vehicles on your right before you cross. B, accelerate to get across the intersection quickly. C, blame someone else.
1: the safe one
2: ever since I got my license and I was going for my license a, a, a mutual friend of James and I uh, had a uh, had a technique with uh, uh, amber lights oh yes yes, um, yes and what would happen is we'd drive towards an amber light and he would say committed and then we would he, well first he'd put his foot down yeah. and then he'd say committed and then we would just bustle through in, 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 like horror frankly um, uh, we would we peruse through through intersections, and I'd be like, we're all going to die. But we never did. But now, as a mature driver, mm. I do exactly the same thing. I just call committed because I learnt that from that guy. Yeah. And I um, don't drive. Um, yeah. Hi, Dave, if you're listening. What should be the main aim of a learner driver? A, to pass their test. B, to drive consistently with no mistakes. C, to hook up with their smoking hot driving instructor.
1: Why are you reading this so fast?
2: Because I think it's important. B, it's you know you got to get your license B. quickly. everybody wants their license did quickly. You,
0: did you hook up with your divorce <laughs> <laughs> smoking hot driving instructor? Chris? No, Is that where I did
2: But as it as it uh, as it happens, one of my friends did. So with your not divorced- mine, <laughs> not mine. Oh. Okay, did You're he driving- stop short? You're driving a cool on a move. <laughs> so You're driving on a road where the speed limit is 110 kilometres per hour. How can you reduce the amount of fuel you use? A, drive at a steady speed of 90 kilometres per hour. B, drive at a steady speed of 110 kilometres per hour. Or C, choose another road that's only downhill.
0: <laughs> is that an actual question? It's an actual question. Yeah.
2: Do you know the answer? The real answer?
0: Um, drive at 90? Correct.
2: Seems kind of obvious. I drive at that? ninety. Great. <laughs> you get your license. Uh, so this is great. I've got, I've got uh, like just a couple more. Okay. Uh, okay, and then I can drive. What yeah. should, what should you? These are these are. I, I'll, I'll reinforce that these are actually real questions from Victoria uh, uh, Vic Rhodes. What should you do with your eyes while driving? Put them in a the jar. <laughs> focus your eyes on the on the vehicle in front. B. Keep watching the traffic all around you. C. Donate them to science. <laughs> B. Right. The outside mirrors of your car should be adjusted so that the part uh, so that a part of the mirror shows a your reflection. B. The outside of your car. C. Deep into your soul.
1: <laughs>
2: B. Okay. They're all B. So it's, a, it's a trick exam. <laughs> Peter is a learner driver. He wants to practice driving for five hours next week. Which experience will be most valuable to him? A. Ten trips of thirty minutes. B. Two trips of two point five hours. Or C. Ditch the driving and watch the entire final season of Breaking Bad.
0: I, think, I reckon it's uh, like I reckon it's D drive yeah. to Canberra. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think it's E. Uh, your motorbike runs out of fuel and you're towed by a man. <laughs> <laughs> Then, finally,
2: last question. Last question. You're doing very well so far. We would probably give you your license. Speaking Um,
1: so quickly. I know. Your vehicle breaks down. He he sounds more nervous than I. I'm the one taking the test. He sounds nervous. (laughs) Go on. Your vehicle breaks down at the side of the road. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, set it on fire. Go on. A, turn on your
2: hazard warning lights. (laughs) B, turn on your right indicator. C, also break down on the side of the road. (laughs) A yes yes. I pass. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god! I'll see you guys later. You could totally drive home.
1: (laughs) Rum rum smash. (laughs) Is <laughs> that how you drive?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Good.
1: Congratulations. Um, thanks. Feel good. Hey, uh, since you're shaming me, uh, I think uh, it's important to talk about um, car culture in Australia. Yep. Um, uh, uh, true story. Um, yes, I don't drive a car and... Um, it's weird because um, I hope that at some point um, all all people of all sexual orientations and all uh, all uh, the, all the way uh, people who, who want to identify themselves as transgender or, or any kind of thing on the spectrum of sexuality uh, and all people of all races and creeds are accepted and respected. And I think that will happen before someone in Australia who chooses not to drive a car, <laughs> because. It's just such a car culture, and it's perfectly understandable because we're, we're a, a country of uh, a smaller number of people. There's a lot of space. There is a lot of space. Car yeah. culture is very much endemic. It, it makes perfect sense to drive. You would have to be insane not to drive a car here. Right. Um, I, I absolutely understand that. Um, and I know that that makes me uh, a bit eccentric, um, uh, but uh, uh, what happened once was I met a girl, yes. and she was amazingly... Attractive, This really, really attractive. Um, a friend of a friend, um, she ended up at my house uh, because this guy who wasn't dating her was passing through and she was with him and I met her and she was gorgeously stunning and quite funny and interesting. Uh, and I did something that I've never done before or since. I got her number mm. off my friend and I called her. Wow. Like an American movie. Yeah. Like the way Americans ask people out. I called her for a date. I have never done that before or since. I call her up on the phone.
0: Did you get a father?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> hi
1: there, is your daughter in? Uh, no, I didn't. She she answered the phone and I said, hi, um, uh, you might not remember me. My name's James. You were over at my place a, a week or so ago uh, and I got your number from our mutual friend um, and I was wondering if you weren't busy, maybe we could go and have dinner or something sometime. And she said, sorry, sorry who is this? And I went, oh, uh, It's um, James from the... And then she said, no, no, I remember you. I'm just making it hard. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, she's funny. Like, she's making a joke. She's funny. And then she said, yeah, I'd love to have dinner with you. I thought, this is going great. Oh, my God, it's working. It's working. So she said, oh, look, I live... she, she uh, lived the same side of the city as I did, um, but a little further out. So, we decided to meet at a point equidistant uh, from where we live. So, not in the city, but a, a, a place that's got a lot of nice restaurants, and there was a pool hall there, and there were things to do. And so, we just sort of meet, eat dinner, go to the pool hall, shoot some pool, and talk, and hang out. It was a nice, easy, lo-fi kind of date, right? So, she meets me, and we're talking, and getting along famously. Like, everything's going really well. She's amazing. And, and we're having a lovely conversation, shooting pool, and- it's all going cool and everything's nice, uh, and then she says at the end, "Oh, I don't drive." And I say, "Oh, um, that's cool." She said, um, uh, "So could you could you drop me home?" And I said, "Oh, I don't drive either." Um, uh, but uh, what I can do, because this was all my idea, is I'll I'll chat your cab home. That's cool. You you know, no worries at all. Um, you know, you pay the price for not driving a car. I'll I'll chat your cab home. Um, unless you want to hang out or do something else. And she said, Oh no, that's fine. Um, uh, you know, no worries. That that'd be fine. And um, so that that happened. Uh, and then uh, I never heard from her again. <laughs> and you think it's. Well, I tell you, I tell you, um, uh, because we had a mutual friend and uh, about two, maybe three months later, this mutual friend of ours had a dinner for his birthday. Now she wasn't there, but a number of the friends who knew both her and my friend were there at the dinner and people who had never met me before turned to me and said, so we hear you don't drive. So Yeah. I think that was the reason that she never called me again because it was going really well, the date until then. And uh, that was the deal breaker. It was always that weird
2: no wheels. Weird thing in like a American, almost as a like 50s, 60s culture yeah. where it was always like girls wanted to go out with the guy who had a car. Well, and it's like, like, what were you going to
0: do with a car? What drive are you up doing? to make up point, make up. Point, <laughs> yeah, you know? well, That's like, right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that actually sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My friend lost his virginity in his car. Yeah. Uh, And uh, he would always tell you that when you were sitting in the exact spot that he lost his virginity. (laughs)
2: Hey,
1: he'd say, lost my virginity there. Right there, he'd say. Anyway. (laughs) See? And because I don't drive a car, I can't be rude to anyone nice enough to drive me anywhere. So I'd just be like, oh, that's nice. Still warm. (laughs) Well, we have arrived at our destination, by which I mean the end of the podcast and the talking. Get out. Didn't it go a long time? Toot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that'll be 106 dollars Chris <laughs> <laughs> until
1: until next we meet until next your ears get into the back of our mouths and decide to take us on a whirlwind journey of the outer suburbs I'm James I'm Mark and I'm Driver Chris yeah and hey if you like Man Bites God if you like this show go and give us a five star review on iTunes or just tell people about our show Theatre of the World if you want to talk to us on Twitter we're at TOTW podcast uh, you can
0: look us up on the Facebook or the Instagram, Instagram. man. Bites Same Girl. thing.
2: T-O-T-W, oh, T-O-T-W, podcast. TOTW
0: podcast. There you go. Uh, you Google image search us and uh, write to us and tell us what you think. We look like. We smell like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. That would be great. Yeah. We would, and we'll read ah, them. Well, if yeah, you yeah. if you get in touch, yeah. we'll
1: we'll read them on the next bit for sure. And um, uh, also. Um, uh, uh, yeah. I take care, obviously. And um, <laughs> and if you like the music of Man Bites God, uh, if you want to hear some polished studio recordings, uh, just look up Man Bites God on iTunes, and our albums are there for sale. Thank you very much for listening, and happy driving, traveling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fuck it. It's free. You're James <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, Did we not do that No
0: No we did Because he yeah, said Driver did. Chris We've oh, done yeah. that yeah, bit yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Do you want us to do it we again, did it again. Nah,
0: We sound insecure not, <laughs> no. It's just, there's just not usually That much stuff after <laughs> We did it out of order A bit But that's alright Yeah I think it's we fine we just cut it If it's shit We're just fine We'll end it here Bye Bye <laughs> Find episodes and more At Theatreoftheworld.com
1: Everybody cheer. Hooray! Mark's got beer. Everything's gonna be fine. Ah. This is Man Mike's God.